welcome b- back. <laughs> wait, wait. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yes, sorry. Uh, Let's go back. <laughs> Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Hannah and Adam. Happy birthday to you. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Is It Whacked, your favorite movie whackness rating podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Funke, and I'm joined by the fantastic birthday people, Hannah and Adam. Tekanis. <laughs> That's very on theme for this episode. You um, got to say kala. You got to say kala in You response. didn't tell me that I had to say something. <laughs> you looked up what you had to say. No, that's not happy birthday. Sorry. I was looking, I was trying to see how you said happy birthday in Greek, mm. but I don't, I can't find it anywhere, uh, which is, a, which is, which is bad for my Greekness. But Tikanis is just kind of like a greet. It's kind of like just saying like, hey, how's it going? Oh. And then you go, kala. It's like, good. Kala. Hope you're doing well. Yeah. Well, that's exciting because today we watched my big fat Greek wedding, the 2002 classic. Um, Adam, you classic. You, <laughs> yes, you brought this in as part of our. Um, what is the name of the series again? The party. Whack into the club at a party. Whack into the club at a party. <laughs> um, mini series. Uh, so, Adam, I, I want you to kind of enter this movie and talk about your experiences with it. Oh, well, gladly. First off, it it is so wonderful that it's the party. We're in the party theme. And it's both Hannah and I's birthday this weekend, <laughs> or it has been our birthdays this weekend. Yesterday was mine. Hannah's two days ago. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like this is like a party in a way. It's yeah. like our birthday party. Yeah. <laughs> Did y'all get uh, any of those little hats? Or like a square pizza? I did oh. eat a square pizza. Really? Yeah, but I didn't realize that like if you order a party pizza, it's like two in there. So I... Mm, or maybe it's that's a not lot I, of pizza. I ordered four pizzas. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I couldn't eat that. Wait, how many people were eating it? Like just a, like not enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's so much pizza. That's like enough pizza for a child's birthday party where you I invite know. like the whole class. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely not a whole class. <laughs> Damn. I ate, um, I ate a lot. Well, I was telling Funke before you came on the call, Hannah, uh, for my birthday, I just like ate a bunch of stuff that I don't normally order. So the big headliner of the night was I ordered Oyster Boy. Whoa. And uh, I got, like, I spent a lot of money on Oyster Boy, like almost $200 just getting, <gasps> Do you like, like oysters? So, I love oysters. I love oysters. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> face you just Sorry. made, Hannah. I worked in a fish market for three years, so I spent a lot of time with oysters. We're very well acquainted, mm. um, but I'm not a fan. <laughs> but I'm happy for you that you like them. I wow. love oysters. Yeah, Adam, you oysters. you had a lot of different types of food that day. That's nice. Hell yeah. That's a chill-ass day. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. Good birthday. 
Um, and hopefully by next year, able to spend it with everyone. That's true. But it was, but it was still a great birthday. It was still a great birthday. Oh my gosh, you guys actually. Sorry, before you get into this movie, Adam, do you remember parties? Like going to a party oh. and like, oh. <laughs> like talking to people. <laughs> Wild. I want. I want to go. I want to go to a party. It's gonna be so weird to go back to the first party after this. <laughs> like the first like big party. Like yeah, where it's completely chill, safe, and everyone yeah. can go. Yeah, I, I. I honestly don't know I don't, what that would be like. I don't, yeah, I think my social skills have like really, really like gotten very weak and like if i'm at a party i'm gonna like literally my brain's gonna explode like it will not absolutely (laughs) yeah i'll be like heads down twiddling thumbs everyone's like (laughs) so (laughs) what's up i think i'm gonna embrace small talk for the first time though like i've never liked small talk but now i'm like i would i would love to have small talk with some person i'm just meeting (laughs) excuse me for the first time at a party that that sounds amazing right now. <laughs> it's yeah. I I used to take that for granted, quite honestly. Like you especially parties you meet a bunch of people that you didn't know before and it's like, "Oh, wow." And then, like you you gain friends and stuff. But it is it is weird to not have that space and kind of just do it See, online. I don't even want to socialize. I just want to dance. Mm. Like yeah. never like oh, yeah. a, any like up tempo song comes on. I'm like I was literally, I was listening to Beyonce and Drunken Love came on. Oh. And I don't know why that's the song that triggered me. But I was just like, I would give anything to be on a dance floor dancing to this song with yeah. random people yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, Dude, no. Absolutely. I feel that. I, I've been listening to some like, like drum and bass mixes as well. Just in my room sitting there. Actually, I've been watching this guy who, who DJs while he's riding a bike. In London. Whoa. I know. Whoa, that's awesome. I know. Oh my God. But it's the most hardcore dance music, and I'm just in my room, like, <laughs> let me on a floor, please. Yeah. Me I mean, it's still, I still love dancing in my room. I still love dancing on my own, but it's just like, there's a certain, yeah, no, just to be able to do it with random it's people different. who I don't know on a dance floor, oh. that just like, would be incredible right now. I feel like the energy of just like, I can't dance well, but like, Oh, just come on. People, no, 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 I can't. There's actually, there's this TikTok trend right now, and it's just people doing like the white girl dance, which is just where you dance and like hold your hands, and you're like, I feel the music, and like it's a perfect impression of what I look like on a dance floor. <laughs> I don't give anything to do that again. Oh, oh it's like um, Scarlett Johansson in Marriage Story, where she's like dancing. Probably. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because like, Oh my god! I just want to like feel the energy of a room of people <laughs> and like, oh my god! I don't want to brag, but I've been told so many times that I'm a great dancer, uh, <laughs> and it's pretty much the best compliment I've ever received. What is your go-to move? Uh, I got a lot of go-to moves. Um, I just I feel like I'm just really you know I'm, I mean. Look at me just talking about myself, going on about myself. But, you know, I'm a drummer, so I feel like I just got really got solid the, rhythm. Ah. So it's just kind of like just moving my body really in rhythm with the music. and mm-hmm. and But honestly, I feel like the biggest thing with dancing is just like, just get into it. You know, like I, I understand why it's really easy to be self-conscious, 
but no one cares what you look like. Yeah, oh, yeah. especially so on a dance floor doing. too. Oh, yeah, I am exactly. not a self-conscious dancer. Yeah. I am like, <laughs> I'm like, like the dance floor is my like. I'm, oh, I would do anything to go back there. I want to go clubbing in Kingston. It's the kind of grossest place you'll ever <laughs> go as a nightclub in Kingston. And that's all I want. Right now. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, sorry for all that diversion. But <laughs> you asked what, my, my relationship with the movie. and uh, So, uh, yeah, my Big Fat Greek Wedding. I, I mean, this is something I saw as a kid. Um, I don't have like a huge recollection of seeing it. I mean, it would have come out when I was like six, I probably saw it when I was like seven or eight. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, it's, it's a, you know, I'm, I'm Greek. Uh, I'm a Grecian. So there's what it's called. Yeah. That's it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I like how that's, I just like how Grecian sounds. I don't feel, I don't get a lot of opportunities to say Grecian. So I want to just wanted to throw that out there. Of course. Nice. Uh, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but so I feel like, uh, just like I've heard lines from this movie quoted so often uh, throughout my life uh, within my family, mostly like, you know, stuff about Windex (laughs) or, you know, everything comes from the Greeks. Like I hear that all the time. Um, But yeah, so it was a movie that like I wanted to revisit because I hadn't seen it since I was a kid. There's also just like a lot of interest, like preface all this i think the movie is like fine it's a totally fine movie it's all right it's not like it's not that interesting or that good of a movie in my opinion but i think there's a lot of really interesting stuff surrounding the movie um specifically like just like box office stuff and highest grossing sorry oh yeah yeah so i I think i want to go into a lot of stuff like surrounding the movie okay Um, yeah i I don't know anything about the production at all it's really interesting um other than the fact but that anyways, I saw my university yeah. hit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Harrison. Yeah. And then I looked it up and uh, Nia Vardalos, who stars in the movie and who wrote the movie, went Canadian. to Ryerson. Okay. So interestingly, yeah. And Ryerson's in it. The school all of us went to. I know. Maya and I were watching it together and we were just like, I miss Ryerson kids. <laughs> Which is one, something I didn't yeah. think I'd feel. Yeah. Just Did all this that make smoke, me the... miss the media building? Yes. <laughs> I like that building. It's like at least more interesting than some of the other Yeah, it's, it's kind of a cool building. The, the All the Kerr Hall, I didn't miss that as much. I was like, ooh, God, no. the Kerr Hall sucks. Yeah. Kerr Hall, I know. Never going back. But you know what? Kerr Hall does look a lot like a high school. So it makes sense that they used yeah. it as a high school in the movie. Oh, yeah. Mm. I guess it, he's teaching high school, right? The, yeah. The, yeah. But anyway, yeah. So we can go into all that stuff. But that's kind of my relationship with the movie. I, I had wanted to rewatch it for a long time mm-hmm. just to see if it actually held up or if it was just, you know, a thing that was quoted within my Greek family a lot. And uh, I think as a movie, yeah, it holds up fine. It's an okay movie. Um, but a lot of interesting stuff we'll get into as we go on. Did either of you, was this the first time you'd seen it or you guys seen it before? Oh, um, I'd seen it before when I was a kid. Um, I didn't remember a lot from it, except that I, um, the Windex thing, obviously. Yeah. And that, um, I thought that the guy that played the boyfriend was Luke Wilson. And then I realized it's not. <laughs> it's Aiden from he, Sex he and the City. He does look so much like Luke Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. 
this was my first time revisiting it in a while. Um, and it was, I feel like my expectations were neither exceeded or, uh, <laughs> uh, whatever the opposite of that is. I was like, okay, yeah, that's what this movie is. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Funke? Yeah, this is my first time watching this. Um, I, I think I've just heard of the title before, but I was never like, uh, I'm going to watch this movie. Um, so yeah, sitting down and watching, it, I was like, oh, this is pretty fun. I, I liked, I, I didn't really know anything about Greek culture in this movie, like kind of like really explains a lot of it. Um, and I don't know, it seems, seemed like a very fun family time. Like everyone was having a blast and <laughs> really loved each other. It was a nice, it was nice to see a family movie like that. Um, and yeah, it, I, I, I had a fun time. Yeah, I feel like that's sort of the most endearing thing about the movie is just like, I think you do and you do love the family. It's a very like tension free movie. Uh, yeah. I would say like they're the only real tension is like, oh, she's going to marry a, a person who's not Greek and the family is going to be so mad about it. But everyone accepts that really quickly, except for Costa, the dad, mm-hmm. who then also kind of accepts it. Yeah, there's quickly. no scene where there's he's like, like one conversation with the guy. And then it's like, yeah, no, actually, it's fine. There's barely any conflict <laughs> yeah. or tension to the movie. But it's yeah. kind of just nice hanging out with them. Like, they're all charming and, and fun. It is and... an interesting film in that way, though. It's like, it's just kind of like, it's a story, but it's not really, there's not really like any kind of formal structure it's in that a way. It's smooth where... ride. It's like, yeah, because even when ride. even when the father talks to the guy and is like, you can't date my daughter, it they're still dating. And it yeah, it, it doesn't really halt the yeah. story at all. It's just like, OK, no. he doesn't really like it. Who cares? <laughs> and there's no conflict within the relationship or even like, yeah. they will they won't they? It's just like, Nothing. OK, now they're together. Yeah. There's and... no threat. There's no threat that the relationship's not going to work out. Like the, oh, she yeah. expresses at the start, she's like, "I just don't think this could ever work out because I'm Greek and you're not Greek." <laughs> and then he's like, "Well, why don't we just make it work out?" And then it works out. <laughs> and there's never any worry that they're going to break up. It's just like, yeah, no, it's just going to no. work out. But that's it's nice. It's nice. Yeah, you know? no, it's just he, a pleasant watch. He, you know, like in The Simpsons, they'll like sometimes show Lisa reading a like a magazine called non-threatening boys (laughs) well i feel like this guy would be on the cover of it he is so easygoing so like just like i there's like there's no tension in the relationship that it's just like it's so i don't know it's so he's just like there he's just like a guy and (laughs) And he wants to do everything for her and the family to be accepted as well he's just like whatever i'll do it I, I thought his... There's not even... Sorry, sorry, Funke, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, I thought his parents would be some sort of, like, barrier, because they they were not picking up any of the Greek vibes they were putting down. Um, so I thought that would be more of a, like, okay, maybe it's a clash of the families there. But even the, they were like, okay, we're we're down with this, I guess. Here's here's a bite cake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really They're like, yeah. that. That's like a pseudo-conflict, kind of. Like, mm. it... You know, they're like a richer family, I guess, and who and they're like weirded out by like, uh, you know, all these Greek people. And there's a bit of like a conflict where it's like where it is just basically like they're weirded out. But then they go to the the, the family gathering. Get drunk. Seem fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's over. There's no. Co- and I was also going to say, like, there's no internal conflict for uh, the Luke Wilson guy at all. It's just like. <gasps> 
Yeah, he, find, he, he and, finds a partner. They're in love. He tells his family, I'm going to marry her. Yeah. That's, the, that's his, entire, that's his 90%, entire story. <laughs> like 90% of the character development, if any takes place, it happens off screen. Yeah. It's like there's all these conversations <laughs> or like internal like moments that the characters must have experienced at some point, And there's the movie's just like, um, actually, no. <laughs> yeah. But the movie, I think it, it, I'm fine with all that because it's, it's, yeah, a very pleasant watch, as y'all said. And it's, it's pretty funny. Like the person, the writer is always throwing in quips. And I, I was watching it like, I don't know, but I felt like the person acting like created the movie at the same time. So I, I looked it up and she, she was, did. She, she wrote it. She yeah. was the writer because she really was like in the it, it felt like it was really about her. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I thought the writing was good, especially the one scene where like the aunt is talking to the the parents in law. And <laughs> and it's just like telling this story about her like twin that she ate and lived oh, that with was so for funny. years or whatever. And I was like, why would you just you just met these people? She's like, we're family now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I love that she prefaced it like that too. She's like, now that we're family, I'm gonna tell you about this. I ate my twin. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't even give them a chance to respond and is like, oh, the food's here. <laughs> that shit killed me. I can't stop. The other thing I love at that at that gathering is when uh they're like introducing uh Luke Wilson's uh parents to uh the family and they're like uh, so this is I, I forget the names, but it's like this is this they have uh, their daughter Diana and and their uh, son Nick, and then it's like every single person <laughs> Nick, has Nick, the, Nick. Same, the same three siblings. And it's like and that person's name Nick and Nick and Nick and there's Nick and then we got Nick and Nicky and then we got Nick. <laughs> <laughs> very, <good laughs> very funny. Yeah, and I do I do have a Nick in my family, so I got is an Nick, Nick like a like a common Greek name. Yeah, well, like as the English translation. Actually, my dad's name is Costa, uh, oh. which is the name of the the dad in this film. So that's oh. there you go, there you go. <laughs> Whoa, um, we actually I've mentioned my uncle Nick before on this podcast. Remember on the mm. Super Mario Bros. episode? Oh, you? I don't think either of you were on that one. But I was talking about how he looks like um, one of the Koopas. <laughs> I love my uncle Nick. I love the guy. Oh. I love him. <laughs> he looks like one of the goofas from Super Mario Bros. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna uh, let's get to the let's get to the summary corner because Seb actually is not here right now. Um Nara neither. Farewell, but they'll be back next episode. Um yeah, so we can kind of I guess we already spoke about it already, but People are trying to get married. Um, the Greekness is a bit. <laughs> what are you laughing? It's funny because that People is like the whole People are trying to get plot. married. The Greekness is big and yeah. fast. There's a wedding. That is the whole movie. <laughs> no, but yeah, well, the, the... I can do. Oh, sorry. I can do yes. a summary. Um, so Tula, that's her name, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she she is the daughter of Greek immigrants, and she's from this large Greek family. And she, it, she's expected to like marry a Greek man and have Greek children. Um, but then, flash to the future, she's a thirty year old spinster. 
living with their parents, she's not married, and then she's like sees a guy in her parents' restaurants like once and decides that she needs to get her life together and so she <laughs> enrolls in college i think but i don't know that kind of yeah. gets dropped um does I think she pass yeah, did... classes or something? yeah i was gonna ask that did she do her full like degree <laughs> in that time i guess she did yeah excuse me um but uh she ends up like i don't know she studies something and then she gives herself a makeover and then works one day while she's working at a different place he spots her through the window is immediately in love with her and like just starts like kind of standing outside her window and then eventually they fall in love and they date and it's a problem because he's not greek Mm -hmm. uh but then it really isn't a problem and they get married and it's a big fat greek wedding (laughs) <laughs> it's a very uh classical story a very classical like child of immigrant love story where it's like uh even like down to like the you know she in the flashbacks she brings the food to school but people don't but people think the food looks gross uh and then yeah the parents want her to marry someone who is greek and she doesn't she doesn't want to yeah. and it's it's all very like kind of well-trodden yeah. stuff but it it's it's done with some specificity which kind of makes it more what makes it endearing i guess but what's funny is that in like a lot of those narratives you think that like the cultural differences and like you know between generations and also like the par- new partner or whatever like that's a bigger source of conflict that's like mm-hmm. there would be a moment where it's like maybe we shouldn't get big fat greek married because mm-hmm. you don't understand like my and he would be like Oh, I don't know. And then, but then they'd, but in this, it's just, he's just like, yeah, okay. Which is very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> There's no, yeah, that's conflict. true. And also, it's kind of nice. Like, again, it doesn't, it leads to like that lack of conflict. But I do kind of like that it's like, it's not really about her feeling like not in touch with her cultural heritage. It's not really about her like feeling like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm not Greek and I need to, you know, she, she's very in, embedded within her Greekness and very like, comfortable with it and cool with it Mm -hmm. but she just also wants to be in love with this guy but it but there is a lot in like i think the beginning parts of the movie where there is like kind of a conflict in that like you know obviously she roots a lot of like kind of things in her life to the fact that like she comes from like a culture that isn't like the like main or like the homogenous like main one of like north america and like that's a conflict but then there's never really a moment where she like there's she kind of i don't know it just feels like most films would have a moment where she goes you know fuck it i'm embracing like my culture whereas this it's just she's such a pushover that it's just like okay yeah okay (laughs) and it doesn't necessarily like i don't know it's just like it's an interesting narrative where it's just like she kind of is like well i'm never like there's nothing whatever you know i don't know she yeah i see what you're saying with the how she's kind of a pushover in that sense but she does still also go against her father's wishes and is like you know like still dating this guy like so she's not completely just succumbing to what they're saying like she's still doing her own thing um but yeah they're they're 
I guess, yeah, with that lack of conflict, you are there wondering, like, okay, so there's no not really an issue here. It seems just, like, fine. Uh, <laughs> and it, it seems just like a, a movie to showcase, like, the weird eccentricities and just, like, some fun family moments. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I personally don't have a problem with that. I didn't know anything about the Windex stuff. Is does anyone do that, or is that just this guy? Oh, funky! Windex solves everything. Is, is that actually like a Greek like stereotype, or is that just? Like I don't know. A it's weird hard. Joke. Well, it's hard for me to say because I was so young before this movie came mm. out. It definitely. I don't know if it's like that got picked up as just like a joke from this movie, mm. or if that was actually like a Greek stereotype. Well, I have no idea. I that do. feels like the kind of thing that like she would write in as like, oh, this is a funny quirk that my real life dad does. Well, what it reminded me of is, like, I think, I don't know, I feel like this might be a common thing with, like, anybody with, like, an immigrant parent. Not everybody, but, like, a lot of, like, there's, like, a kind of a funny, like, my mom thinks hydrogen peroxide cures everything. And she's Mm -hmm. from, like, Ireland. But, like, she literally, anything, any cut, any anything, she just has a bottle of hydrogen peroxide. Yeah. Always. And she's, like, (laughs) put this on. And I'm always, like, I don't know. And, like, I wonder if it's, like sort of like kind of the idea of like like home remedies or like home like fixings i don't know no i i do see that because i yeah i i feel like every family like has those kind of just weird things that they believe and like yeah like my dad thinks if you stretch around him he won't be able to grow taller anymore so he's like don't (laughs) Like, if you're stretching at the That's table awesome. or anything, he, like, gets up and moves, like, tries to dodge it. But it's like, you're grown. You're not You're not going to get any taller. <laughs> like, I'm not going to. But, yeah, it, it was nice to watch this, this movie and be like, oh, okay. Like, a, a, every culture has, like, these things that, like, are just a part of it. And you just accept. I do like that that paid off, too, the Windex thing. That, the, mm. that Luke Wilson... Um, it's not Luke Wilson, but I'm just gonna refer to Ian him Miller. As Luke yeah, we gotta show him some respect. Ian Miller, played by John Corbett, played by Aiden from Sex in the City. I didn't know he was on Sex in the City. Oh, wow. I know you mentioned it earlier on this pod, but I didn't know until then. Well, I, I'm uh, Team Aiden, so that's all. But like that, it that it pays off that like uh, you know he had a a zit or something on the night of his uh, on a night of the wedding on the day of the wedding. And he put some Windex on it, and it went away. <laughs> you'll, lo- you'll love the kind of thing that pays off like that. But, but I also want to... Oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Does it have healing properties? How is, like, <laughs> it sounds dangerous. It literally sounds dangerous. Yeah, don't put Windex on your face. No. no. I think that's a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but sorry, you're um, saying Adam. No, no. I, well, just going back to the... Like, the her being a pushover... Uh, I thought the one scene was interesting where uh, they were talking like she, her aunt wants to get her a, wants to get her a job at her travel agency. Yeah. But they know that like Costa is not gonna, not gonna be cool with that. So they're talking about how they got to like convince him that it was his idea. Um, Which I thought was just like a good family dynamic kind of scene. Like, I don't think the scene itself, it, it happens so quickly. I think they could have played in like the, uh, just like kind of the tension and the fun of that a little bit more. Like I thought when he said like, uh, Tula, 
you should work there. Like, I thought it was going to be like a, like, Tula, you should get your cousin to work there. You <laughs> yeah, know, like, yeah. just play in it more. Like, because it does, it's another one. Of, I mean, I guess this is in line with pretty much every plot development <laughs> in the movie. Like, it just happens so, like, yep, no, actually, it all worked out totally fine. But, uh, but yeah, I thought that was just a fun, like, kind of family dynamic thing. And, and spoke to that kind of, like, I don't think she's fully, like, a pushover. It's just there's kind of this, like, calculated way she has to get what she wants, which is to kind of convince the dad, to trick the dad. And mm-hmm. I don't know. That, that was interesting. That was a really nice a good scene. setup. Yeah, I, I, I do agree. Like, that scene, I was laughing. Because the dude at the end, Costa, was like, wow, I'm so smart. Like, <laughs> I came up with this all by myself. When they had literally a meeting to get this happen, like the scene yeah. before this, uh, that was that was really really nice. Um, I was, I have something about actors, um, but we could save that for Whack Actor Avenue, um. But I was just I was I was shocked at one of the members. I was like, whoa. Just let's just let's throw it out. Let's throw it out. Um, Joey Fatone is is Angelo. I I was like, this guy looks familiar, and then I looked up and he's in NSYNC. NSYNC. Joey Fatone. Oh, he did look so familiar. Oh my god, I didn't realize that was him. Yeah, and I was just like, what is going on? Ah ha ha. Yes. Wait, was this before NSYNC? No. NSYNC was in the nineties, right? Yeah. I think this is post. It it might have been during NSYNC still. Um, or like, but he was definitely, like, he was famous, mm. like, um. That's so bizarre. Did he act more? Like, did he go on to act? Do you know, I think it's probably just him being Greek. Right. He, he sells sausage, like, he has, like, a hot dog or a sausage company or something, or, like, and it's called Fat Ones or something, because Fatoni is spelled Fat One. Oh. I don't know. Oh wow! <laughs> uh, also, also, when I was looking that up, I found out there's a my big fat Greek wedding too. Um, yeah, yeah. What is that? Have you seen that? Have you all seen that one? I haven't. No. So this, I mean, we can transition to like talk about all the interesting kind of production and, and box office stuff. So mm-hmm. basically, like, uh, this movie was made for a very pretty low budget. It was like five million dollars, I believe. Uh, let me just look at the Wikipedia now to make sure I got these numbers and facts correct okay so yeah it was made for about five million dollars uh pretty low budget for a you know a big film mm-hmm. um it when it was first released it didn't like pop off right away it had a very kind of slow ascension where like week by week just like word of mouth people were like oh you gotta go see this movie you gotta go see this movie um it just kept getting bigger and bigger people kept going to see it and eventually, it ended up grossing $368.7 million. What? Which made it, I, I, I believe at the time, the most profitable film ever made. Um, I think the highest grossing rom-com or something. Yeah, yeah. I think that as well. Which is wild. It's, it's so wild. That's nuts. Yeah. Nominated for Best Original Screenplay. Yeah, which Oscars. is also wild because the screenplay is not that good. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. It's, it's like, yeah, it's not, yeah. Hmm. I didn't know that this movie was such a hit. I, I, yeah, I, I spoke to my mom about this and she was like, oh yeah, I've seen that. It's pretty funny. 
Um, and I think they did a show or something. My yeah. big fat Greek life. Yeah. So I guess it, you know, this would have been like after the movie was such a huge success. They're like, how can we kind of keep doing stuff with this? So they made a show, uh, and it only lasted seven episodes. It was off the air very quickly. Mm. Um, many years later, they made a sequel, which I never saw. It got really bad critical reception. I think it did okay box office wise, but it was nowhere near the same success as this. I think Seb liked it, or maybe he didn't oh, like it. it. <laughs> I don't remember. I, I'm probably gonna check it out now that I rewatched <laughs> this. But um, but that, but also like basically none of the cast or the director or i mean nia vardalos who also wrote it but she stars in it as well um you know they all went on to like keep working and doing stuff but none of them ever had like a big hit like this again so it's just stands as this like very fascinating like it was the most profitable movie ever but no one cared about anything else that any of these artists made and no one even cared about the spinoff or the sequel. It's it stands as just such a weird like. How did this happen? How did yeah. this become the highest, the most profitable movie ever made? I and then no one ever cared about anything else that came from it. I bet there's a conspiracy behind this. <laughs> that is maybe yeah the Windex Corporation. Yo, uh, is behind this. Um, I will say that um. Aiden from Sex in the City has been acting consistently since this movie. He's the dad into all the boys I loved before movies. Mm. And oh yeah. He's also Aiden in Sex in the City. So if you watched that, you would be like, yes. Um and the aunt who has the who ate her twin, um <laughs> Andrea Martin, she's actually a very funny actress. She's like done, I think like Tina Fey puts her into like all the projects that she like works on now because like she's very good and she's um there she was on this show called Difficult People where she played someone's mom anyways mm-hmm. uh as she's a good one but but I just mean than, like no one went on to become like a star which no, is kind no, of no. like odd considering how much of a massive success the film was yeah. Mm-hmm. But it yeah the the film itself is a lot about like the group the community of it all so I mean I yeah I I, I can kind of get how no one would have popped popped off but yeah it is strange that like that is so much money it still hasn't even fully processed in my brain like they spent five mil on that and got three hundred and sixty yeah three hundred and sixty eight million dollars eight back did, hmm. did the like actress slash writer ever write another film like. Uh, good question. Let me check. Um, I saw she made something called Helicopter Mom. Hmm. So, okay, she... Oh, she was the joint screenwriter of Larry Crown. I don't know. Uh, which I never saw. Uh, <laughs> wrote a movie called Connie and Carla, which I've never heard of. And judging by the budget slash box office, looks like it was a pretty big flop. And then also a movie called I Hate Valentine's Day, which I've never heard of. Hmm. So, but you know, she made one huge, huge movie. So that's a good career. Yeah. One might say she made one big fat movie. (laughs) Big fat Greek movie. 
But I, I think you're probably right, Funky, that it's like people re- responded to like the f- the family. Like, you know, you watch this and mm-hmm. it's the same thing that like we were saying off the top of this episode. It's like you watch this movie and you respond to just like, oh, that's a fun. Yeah, that's a fun family. Uh, I like spending time with them over the course of this movie. I don't necessarily need to see like more of these even like more of these characters like it kind of makes sense that like it wouldn't necessarily succeed as like a tv show because mm-hmm. i you know upon finishing this movie i'm like that was a great time it's not like i have any like s- specific sense of like endearment for tula or ian like they're no they're just people <laughs> like yeah. i don't no. know they have like no really any defining characteristics their relationship is so boring like yeah. so nothing happens it's just like okay we're together and like i mean I think there's a lot of really fun, like, kind of bit characters or whatever. But as far as the leads, like, her entire personality is that she's Greek. Like, all she has... <laughs> she's, like, literally, like, tell me about... Like, I'm Greek. Like, she doesn't really have much going on for herself as, like, a character. Which I think... And neither does he. He's yeah. also just, like, his personality is that he likes her. Just a guy. And, and she's that he's Greek. not Greek. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I think it's hard to like, because you have all these kind of one dimensional fun characters around them, like that keep you entertained throughout. But like, at the heart of the story is like, you know, a pretty weak, like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, emotional uh, basis. I, it's, I don't know what the right word is. Like, yeah, I don't know. But it's, in a way that's, oh, yeah. sorry, you were frozen no. for a sec. So I wasn't sure if you were still talking or not. I'm sorry. <sighs> But in a way, that's kind of like, like, it makes me think, like, it kind of makes sense that they would think to turn it into a TV show. Like, because even the movie itself, as we're saying, it's very low conflict. It's very low tension. I could see, like, 20-minute sections of this movie working as TV show, as sitcom episodes. Right. Um, and so it kind of is like, okay, I I get the logic of let's put these characters that people had some kind of endearment for at least as like a collective into mm-hmm. a tv show maybe we can flesh out their characters more and get people to like buy into them as people a little bit more rather than just as kind of like representatives of greekness i guess um so i i see the logic i guess the show was probably just bad and yeah. if it yeah I, I mean i've never watched it <laughs> Well, also, I was just, I mean, I don't know if it's bad, but, like, even within the film, like, you know, I think for a sitcom, uh, it's kind of essential. You have hijinks, you have, like, little conflicts, you have Mm -hmm. this thing leads to this thing, and it's like a mis... And in the movie, there's none of that. There isn't, like, all the misunderstandings are just kind of like, okay, and, like... So, (laughs) it it really does not translate to a TV show, Um Mm-hmm. I, I just looked up the show and it's a different dude, but everyone else is the same. Um, Yeah. Oh, it's a different Ian? It's a different Ian, yeah. Uh, mm. I guess the Aiden from Sex in the City didn't want to sign on. Um, Yeah, but that, that, that was strange. I, we spoke about it before, but even the scenes where you feel like the character would be like, um, feel bad or something, I, when she apologizes to her mom for lying about uh, the relationship and talking about Pottery Club instead. Um, the mom just like, well, it's okay. Just stop it. Though. <laughs> just, just stop it now. You have, you're in love, but 
just stop it now and we're good. And then she doesn't stop and it keeps going. Um, or when the dad tells them to stop dating and he's like, okay, well, I'll see you tomorrow to her. And then like leaves the kitchen and the dad <laughs> kind of stands in the doorway. And I thought he was going to maybe try to like stop him and block him. And he just kind of turns to let him walk through, but start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just odd. Cause that like that, all that is like simultaneously what I think makes it a good, like a solid movie, but also not, a great movie because like I think I would have rejected the movie more if there was like kind of this artificial or or kind of manufactured like conflict I guess to the relationship I kind of like that it's just like as as we were saying like it's just kind of like they actually just love each other and we're just gonna go through like (laughs) I don't know they're just being introduced to the family and there's not much and it's just fun and it's just like an easy movie you could turn on and uh, not have to feel anything. Where usually, <laughs> yes. like, a, you know, rom coms. Is that what you are... want from a movie? No, it's not. It's not. I don't think it's, it's what, what makes for a great I movie. It, I don't think it's was... what makes for a great movie at all. My favorite rom coms are ones where you have so much investment in the relationship yeah. that it's gutting when it feels like it's not going to work out, and then mm-hmm. it feels amazing when it does work out. Mm-hmm. But it it it's what for me makes this movie like a solid. Five or six out of ten. Airplane. Like, I'd watch it on fine. airplane. It's fine. It's <laughs> fine. Like, yeah. it's not bad. Yeah. I watched it hungover this morning, and I was like, this is... I'm so happy there's no conflict, because I'm like, I don't want to deal with that right now. But yeah. I think in a greater sense, it's like, the lack of conflict is kind of like, feels like a lack of passion. And when this film feels like, mm. I don't know if it's autobiographical, autobiographic for her, but it seems like, you know, the way it's so rooted in like growing up with Greek culture, there have to be some roots to her own experience. And so it feels strange to make a film about that. That's like really about showcasing like your experiences, like being like a second generation person and your love for your family and not actually try and put more emotional depth into it or like make it the stakes higher so that the audience understands why family is so important to you or like why these traditions are so important to you because Mm -hmm. it does come across as more or less just that she's like oh my family but like Mm -hmm. she's too much of a baby to like like argue but with the things she doesn't agree with or like really stand up for the things she does agree with within her family and her culture so it it just feels like it falls flat like it's not really achieving what it probably i would assume wanted to achieve Mm -hmm. yeah i wonder if she didn't want to reflect too poorly on like her real life family um i this is totally a guess i have absolutely no idea or like i didn't do any research on this but, but it's like I, people may are made to look like the family are, are made to look kind of like silly uh, and play in all these like Greek stereotypes. No one's made to look like an actual like bad person or a villain with no. like, flaws or anything. Like I but, think if if uh, Nia Vardalos is like real dad, watch this portrayal because Costa is uh, ostensibly like the antagonist. But I think if you watch this portrayal, you would be like. That guy seems like he's like an old school guy. He's, you know, not like the yeah. greatest person, but it's not like you come away being like, wow, what a scathing, like, look into your own childhood. It's just it, like... It feels weird to right, even but... hear you call him uh, antagonist. Sorry. Go ahead, Ed. Oh, no, no, it's just... 
I feel like because there is, I think the closest thing to really like kind of a like expressing like the importance of continuing like their culture in America is that speech the mom gives, right? Um, about like growing up around war and being moved around and like needing to come somewhere where she can, you know, freely like ex- like live authentically to her culture and like. I think if if the movie had like like I don't think that Costas would have necessarily come off as an antagonist or look bad. I think we would understand his actions a lot more if they'd added more of that weight and depth to like the way he does the things. Like I think it's completely understandable like why like traditionalism is so important to him if his whole life, you know, the customs of his culture have been like at risk uh you know so it it, i don't know it's like uh it feels like it's like a half-ass love letter to greek culture where it's like absolutely clearly you love it clearly you love your family but like show us like show us the bad because through that you can show us the good and understand why like despite the things that you clearly take annoyance with it's worth it and you love them that's what i think would have made the movie stronger or more powerful but yeah it it feels kind of like it it focuses more on packaging that just i guess kind of just quirky greekness to a larger audience than in yeah. telling that story and then yeah because like he is the the dad especially is kind of just like a bunch of gimmicks that are supposed to be like greek stereotypes i guess i, I don't really know but he is like super super greek but you don't really know why he cares about those things like yeah if if he did have a moment to be like this is what happened to me in my childhood or this is how i grew up but he never he doesn't really say that at all he's just like windex or greek yeah. thing yeah i don't know yeah no 100 percent. like it's always just the like silly thing even with you know the 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 yaya as well like she's reduced to just like <laughs> she hates turkish people that's her entire character and look how crazy she is um but you know like but but i think everyone is kind of operating in that realm and and i and i totally agree with what both of you are saying like you know being able to like actually get into like the depth and the humanity and the ugliness within the humanity of these like real life characters would i think make you like it, it it can be a bit more scathing and you would come out of it with like a greater sense of them and a greater love for them as human beings mm-hmm. rather than just like, you know, it seems like the Nia Vardalos as scriptwriter and, you know, the rest of the production team like was scared about like, get you know, kind of being too scathing, kind of being too like harsh on any of these characters because... I again maybe worried about how it would reflect on her real family or worried about whatever or because they are just trying to package this these stereotypes to a more like broad audience but whatever the case is it's like I I mean I completely agree like that's the thing that stops it from being like a an actual great human story and keeps it as just like yeah sure they're nice they're fine whatever <laughs> I don't think much about any of the characters beyond just like them as broad greek stereotypes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like i'm happy the brother's now into painting but 
That's my favorite one. That, that's, I think, the only one where, I, like, again, it's like, it's he's not fleshed out a lot. But that's the one where I'm at least, like, I feel some sense of uh, empathy, I guess. Like, great, like you can see how much he really does want to be a painter or, or an artist. Um, mm-hmm. He's, like, showing these designs to Costa, who was continually, like, yeah, what, what the hell are these? Super unenthused. Yeah. And then the fact that, like, his sister is able to kind of step out of uh, the expectation, the traditional expectations for her and you know able to marry this non-greek guy it inspires him to like follow what he actually wants to do in life and he tells her that and i thought that was the most touching moment where he says like that she inspired him basically well yeah if the movie really leaned in more to that stuff like you know and like i think there are a lot of movies that are like about like someone torn between like their family and their culture and then like their desire to assimilate into like mainstream Western culture. And like, I'm not necessarily saying that this movie has to be about that because like sometimes it's like, I'm sure nice to just see someone who's part of a culture, but lives in North America, but still loves their culture and they're not conflicted. They're like, this is just, I have a duality to me, Yeah. but I think at least like leaning into like the family dynamics and like, it would have like added more warmth or depth or something. I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't have to be speci- specifically about that, but like kind of about anything. Cause it does feel like those characters <laughs> yeah. are just, well, yeah. yeah, are just existing. And like, once you, if, if I explain the, the plot of the movie or like in a sentence or two, like that's pretty much what the movie is. Like there's no twists and turns. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, it would be nice to have it go in a different place and also tell this story. Cause like it, it's it delivered exactly what I expected, um, but I don't know. I'm I kind of walked away like okay, like I don't know. I, I wanted something else, something something more in it. But yeah, pleasant, smooth watch. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and I don't even know if you really like like because I don't even know if you come away necessarily with like an understanding of like Greekness or Greek culture at all. No, like. Uh, if that's even the expressed intention, like you don't have to be this super uh, emotional family drama because it, I guess it feels like the intentions of the film are like, we'll introduce you to this little pocket, this little family. And, you know, you'll learn some specificity about being Greek, but there isn't even really much of that. They like talk about food, I guess, but that's, you know, whatever. Food's the thing we already know about Greek. We know what souvlaki is. You know what moussaka is. Like that's not... (laughs) That's not being culturally specific. You're just talking about Greek food. Yeah, it did feel kind of like for a movie that's so much about like, you know, the importance of preserving heritage or like family, like tradition or culture. Like it really doesn't actually lean that much into showcasing it. But yeah, I don't know. It just seems like, again, it's like you're really just kind of scraping the surface of everything with this movie. It's like uh show us show us how much you love it or show us like i don't know it doesn't all have to be like displays of just like obvious kind of stereotype either it just like show us like the little things the little details that make up yeah. i don't know and yet i mean but the, the the thing is though like you know my greek family didn't enjoy it i mean i think it speaks though that like they enjoyed it at the time. There's some, like, enduring quotes from it that, like, you know, 
Oh, I'll wait. For okay, you. sorry, I have to go. I have to leave for a second. Sorry. Okay. Oh, no worries. I'll just continue then. To what? What? Funke, I'll just say it to you. What quotes? Uh, were they talking about? Like, which ones in this movie? You're like, oh, they always say that. <laughs> I think it's the like Windex thing and the everything comes from the Greek. Those are the things I remember hearing the most. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but I think it like speaks to kind of like, like, you know, they liked it at the time. Uh, it's totally anecdotal, but it seems like in my life, a lot of the Greek people I know enjoy it. But it's also like, it makes sense that it hasn't really like endured that much because... You know, it's all like broad. It, it all it is all very broad. Like it's the kind of movie that like you can watch and be like, oh yeah, you know my my family is like that. Yeah, but- I guess. But it's like it doesn't get to much humanity beyond just like yeah, you know, wild families. Everyone's got a wild family. You have such a responsibility as a writer telling a story like this about your culture yeah. to kind of yeah to make something long lasting because yeah, people like to latch on and like grab onto these memories of things that are related to them. Like what you're saying, like this random movie, like has the quotes are something your family says. Like, I I don't know if I I feel like you got to take, put more care into this, I guess. Like Mm -hmm. I, I know that they nail, like she obviously does care about this a lot, but, and they nail the family scenes, but yeah, it's like, there's got to be more character stuff. It feels like well, you it... nail, they nail the family scenes in like a broad sense. Like I, I think that like, you know, as we were saying, you, you, you end the movie and you're like, I like the family. They're fun. Mm-hmm. It's nice to see any family that kind of loves each other and they all like, and they all have a good time. And their and... weird interactions and seeing how the yeah. characters feel about each other, etc. Yeah, but it's not like you're like, you know, you're like, oh, that was such a specific. Like I think that's kind of one of the like you know, if you're writing a story that seems to be about like your own experience with family, uh, I think the more specific you are, it's usually like, like people, people find their way in. Like, the yes. you know, as they always say, like the specificity becomes like universal because if you just tell with as much honesty and specificity as possible, people are like, oh, that's, you know, I I can understand those feelings, and you can see yourself like, in that. Yeah, as well. yeah, exactly. It it kind of feels like it was written about this this woman, but then kind of she was pulled out of it in the same sense, and it was it just became her her family as well because it is a story central about this woman. And at the start, I thought it was going to be about she's treated horribly, just like everyone's calling her old, and you're never going to get married. Yeah. Um, and I thought it would dive a bit more about those feelings especially but she kind of just brushes it all off and doesn't care about it yeah um but yeah if it was more about her specific experience and kind of tried to be less vague i i think yeah it would have been more sorry it would have resonated more with me um as as someone who's like not greek and doesn't like I'm not going to quote the Windex thing all the time. <laughs> like, I, you can quote the Windex thing, Funke. <laughs> but but I, I do think this story would resonate more with just like many more people instead of just trying to be like, yeah. oh, Greek people are so zany. Like, that's my wacky family member. That's just how it's like. <laughs> Which I, but to be fair, Greek people are way zany and uh, <laughs> they are. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but I, I 100% agree. Like, I, I didn't even think about that while I was watching, but I think that's very true. Like the most, uh, 
the most I was really like invested was the the first like 15 minutes where even if it's still pretty broad um it's like at least it's like about her like she's telling a very specific story well not that specific but she's telling a story about her own experience yeah. being like yes i my family is telling me i'm too old and that i won't find a partner and and if i do find a partner they have to be greek and this was my experience growing up and it's like which it's not it's not like the greatest like it's it is still pretty broad like i'm saying but at least it's about her and it just feels like that is gone 20 minutes in. yeah but also like that experience like i don't think that's something that i i've seen that much of like someone who's like 30 looking for love in a in a rom-com and their family's like constantly dogging on them as well like it, it that was something like that setup was like oh gosh but they kind of remove all of that once they just start talking to everyone and it's just like haha fun there's more of that sitcom mentality it feels like when i i feel like like that that's good in bursts but like the whole thing is that and it kind of tries to avoid conflict as much as possible um but yeah hey Hannah what's up <laughs> hi sorry um we were just yeah. talking about uh uh well, you kind of heard the end of it. Yeah, sorry. We're just talking about how it, it feels. I can't summarize things. No, but I, I, we were, I, our last discussion was about how it feels a bit vague. Like it was written to be about this woman and her personal experience, but then she, she feels kind of removed from it at the end, uh, and it just seems to be like about her family. Uh, I don't know. It, yeah, once she, once she goes to college, and like I feel like the movie takes a turn where like yeah, it's not. It's not really about her anymore. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't like it. Her goals are kind of accomplished yeah. already because, like, you you know that, or at least I I didn't think anything would stop the wedding at any point in the, yeah. at any point in the movie. So it's kind of like her objective that this character wants to to love this person that she loves and get her family's acceptance. Like I know that's gonna happen. So it's like she's just a character. She moves from main character to just like so, like a cast of the ensemble, mm-hmm. which is like you know in rom coms like I'm used to like the female protagonist being like kind of like I don't know like a sentient like mannequin with like no personality, but this is like feels like another level, and it's especially disappointing because she freaking wrote it, you know. Yeah. It's like, and because it starts as her story, like I think that's the yeah. most disappointing thing. And it feels like you know a lot of rom coms are kind of generic. You know, you could put anyone in that movie. It's not really specific to a, someone's culture or to someone's like um, experiences. And so this one is. This one should feel like she should feel like a really real person. You know, it should. We should. So it's yeah, kind of, it's kind of weak on that uh, end. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, do you guys mind if we wrap things up soonish, or if I like bowed out? Um, just kind of. Absolutely, uh, I think that's cool. I mean, what else do we got? Like Whack Actor Avenue, we kind of talked about everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I like the brother. I thought he was cool. Yeah, he's cute. I had a crush on him. <laughs> I just like how much he loves his sister too. That was so yeah. that one scene I like that one scene where he's uh he's saying to Ian, like, 
if you ever if you ever make her sad, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But actually, I have a gun. I'm gonna kill you. And then his friends like, we're gonna no, kill you, <laughs> your cousin. Yeah. <laughs> And also that his bit where he keeps telling him like Greek swear words and then, you know, t- but telling him is these friendly things. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. That was very nice. And Ian keeps shouting them out to the whole family. Yeah, that, you know, that was a funny bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think I've mentioned all the actors. I'm trying to think if there's anyone else. Um, yeah, but I, don't, I, do, I really didn't know many of them. Uh Unfortunately, yeah, it is weird. None of them. I mean, like I say, it's not like they didn't do anything else after this movie. But I'm just surprised that like a movie was this big. Well, it's not that surprising since we've seen the movie. But it's <laughs> interesting as a concept that a movie could be this massively successful, and no one really becomes like a, a star. Ridiculous. Especially yeah. the lead who also wrote the movie. Like you would think, Nia Vardalos would should become a star well i mean in concept i think she's like it's a fine performance i understand why she Mm -hmm. didn't but it's just weird it's just a weird thing it's just a weird phenomenon definitely i think i I, I think i saw her in curb your enthusiasm in like an episode and she was good there but i think it's also like most of the cast is like older actors right i've seen Mm -hmm. the mom i think in a few things and again like the aunt like you know, they're not, they're going to be character actors, right? They're not going to be, like, stars. Mm-hmm. And then from her, it's, like, even though she's, like, I think very beautiful and is, like, like whatever, like, I think Hollywood standards for, like, a leading lady in, like, rom-coms, if you're not making the movie yourself, like, there is a very, like, specific uh, look and, like, like, it's very sad to say because I think she's, like, very pretty but it's like uh i don't know it's like you'd you had to be like cameron diaz or like katherine heigl to be like starring in those kinds of films at that time and she was she was 40 at the time that this movie was made and we know how hollywood is oh my god yeah yeah 40 she may as well be 70 like by hollywood standards and stuff and like i don't know it's like like I it's sad that she didn't become more of a star like you would think this kind of thing would be a breakout and like it might be more of one like you know if the movie were to be like coming out around now but definitely it's not not that like I don't think so. I think if the rom-coms never really play like this anymore like I think if the movie was made now it'd be like a a Netflix oh, movie that like I just it, sorry yeah no, no. I just, yeah, I think that's the end of what I was going to say. Like, it would be I a Netflix think, like, movie that looks fine and people talk about for a day and then never talk about it again. Yeah, but if you had a 40-year-old woman who wrote and starred in, like, her own film, she would, like, that would open doors. Like, we, true, we, I think there would be more, like, that would be something that we talked about and, like, yeah. celebrated. True. Um, more so. So. Yeah, I think that's true. I think she would. I think she would probably have more success. You're right. After this, I just don't think the movie would have become much of a. I think it would have been like a, a oh, one yeah. week kind of thing that played, and then it wouldn't become Maybe, a phenomenon but, like this. But there are things on Netflix that like are terrible and pop off. Uh, <laughs> pop off. Like sometimes those are the biggest ones. Uh, true. 
the kissing booth to all the boys I loved before, both bad. Um, oh, the first to all the boys I loved before isn't bad. It's fine. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. But it was way overhyped. Um, I tried watching The Outer Banks, and I love bad TV. Couldn't watch it. Ginny and Georgia, unwatchable. Like, the, And these have all been number one on... But I feel like, like they all have such a short shelf life, too, though. Like, I don't... I, don't know I people but I, talk. People don't talk about the kissing booth anymore after that first week. The kissing booth was no. It, it's it. It depends on the audience, but like True. also like, you know, the most watched shit on Netflix will be like, the Princess Baker's Christmas Day. <laughs> like, yeah, top ten trending. Like, yeah. I think this movie would have could have definitely found an audience on Netflix. Like, yeah. God, there is such a fast turnaround on that stuff, though. And it feels like the conversations that happen are so just all-encompassing and are on, like, every platform and every person you know is, like, at least mentioning it. Like, I remember the last yeah. one was, like, Queen's Gambit that I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, this, I feel yeah. like I've watched it already, but I've never even, like, pressed play. But then, like, now I don't hear anything about it. Um, I know, and now yeah. I feel like I'm, like, I, I don't – it's, like, the conversation is just – over about it i mean i'm sure some people are still talking about it but yeah it felt so loud for like two weeks and then it's like now i don't feel like i sh like i'm sure it's great i'm sure i'd like it if i watched it but i don't feel like incentivized to watch it because it's like no one's ever mentioned it since that first two weeks i also feel like it's harder for like good stuff or like things that are trying to be good or from good directors to actually pop off on netflix i genuinely mm -hmm. think it's easier for like other shit too you know what i mean i think yeah there's a, a lot. couple netflix things that are, like roma was a netflix film but it also played in theaters yeah uncut gems was a netflix film but it but yeah it also played in theaters but yeah but most, it, yeah no i agree generally for sure because it's also like it's easier to just start out like lower budget like whatever um i don't know I don't know where I'm going with this. I, I sound like an old person that's like, oh my God, Netflix. What? I love Netflix. I, I love streaming services. I think they make films really accessible and TV really accessible. Mm -hmm. But one of the unfortunate things is like, yeah, it just feels like the conversation comes and goes rather than like, like we were saying, like we were saying when we were talking about the box office for this, it wasn't a success at first, but then it became, people were just talking about this movie. You got to go see this movie. And then it lasted in theaters for so long. Because, like, the only way to go see it was to see it in theaters. And I feel like when I'm when something is, like, a surprise hit like this now, it's like it goes up on Netflix. People talk about it, are surprised by how good it is. Mitchell and the Machines, I feel like that was a recent one. Where it was, like, it, uh, it was an animated film. It came out, like, a couple weeks ago. Um, it was produced by Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Uh, it was cool. I liked it. I thought it was really good. Uh, I had never heard about it before, but then it was like everyone started talking about it when it was released. Everyone was kind of surprised by how good it was. Um, but again, now I feel like I haven't heard anyone talk about it in like two weeks. Yeah. Whereas mm -hmm. like if that, you know, this, my beautiful, my beautiful, I was thinking of the Kanye West album, my beautiful, my dark big twisted fat fantasy, twisted, my big fantasy. fat Greek wedding is what I meant to say. <laughs> But, you know, it's like it wasn't a success at first. It was a surprise. And then people just talked about it for a long time and it kept growing because the only way you could see it was in theaters. So yeah. it's just a different model now that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, well, for sure. Well, I remember Hannah saying that we should probably wrap soon. So would we like to get our numbers in, folks? Yeah. 
All right. I would give it a two. It's not whack, mm-hmm. like in content, but there are the actual execution of it. The fact that there's no conflict is whack. <laughs> so I'm gonna give it a few points for that. But other than that, it's like feels very conventional. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think I will give it a two point five. Uh, I I think. Yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed how it kind of threw me around this family and was like, okay, this is what's happening now. This is what's happening over there. This is uh, just a just a lot in, in the time, an hour and 26 minutes or whatever that I watched of it. And yeah, I, I, I think it wasn't as whack as I expected. I thought it might have some wilder things going on. But it was it was a pretty nice movie that I just had never seen. So I will give it a 2.5. Yeah, I uh, I think, like, you know, despite all the frustrations that we voiced with this film, which for me are mostly just, like, I wish it was so much better than it was, I still had a pretty good time watching it. Like I said, I, I think it's still, like, a pretty fun, watchable movie. I wish it was a lot better, but uh, I enjoyed the, yeah, the hour and 20 minutes that I spend on it, and, like, I would happily watch it again. I'll definitely watch my Big Fat Greek Wedding too. So that shows, like, you know, it's it's a good enough time. Um, but yeah, absolutely wish it was a lot better. And I and I do think that like I'm more the more whack stuff is like just the stuff that surrounds the film. That it was like this weird, weird. It played like it played like it was freaking the Avengers. Like how did how did it become such a such a hit? Uh, I find all that really fascinating. So. <laughs> Yeah, glad I rewatched it. You know, I had wanted to rewatch it for a while. It held up to what I thought it was going to be, which was totally decent. Um, but in terms of whackness, yeah, it's not like a super, doesn't try anything that innovative or whatever. So, uh, yeah, 2.5. I'll throw that as well. All right. I will go give that to the Wackometer. Hello. The final number is 2.25. Hey, so that's much. pretty low, Little but guy. you know, I Get accept it. It. <laughs> <laughs> it. No, it. That's, that's fair. <laughs> That's a very fair <laughs> score for this movie. <laughs> sometimes it's a high score, sometimes it's lower. You never know what what that machine's gonna spit out. You don't. <laughs> it, it might have something to do with the numbers that we say before, but we still don't even know. We still don't know. No, yeah, it's a mystery. It's a mystery how that machine works. Um, seems to work similar to a calculator, but I don't think so. A bit, a bit. <laughs> uh, well, thank you everyone for listening to our podcast about movies and whackness. Um, yeah, Adam, would you like to say some shoutouts and thank yous? Oh, well, I would love to. Thank you to uh, Ian Mills for the music. Thanks to Emma Kudlack for the logo. Go to at InsomniacFest on Instagram, Insomniac underscore Fest on Twitter. Uh, if you want to follow us, uh, go to InsomniacFestival.com to learn more about us and to watch Insomniac the Movie, play Insomniac the Movie game, and also all the other fun stuff we got on that website. Check them out. Check it all out. Uh, I think next week is the last week of our whack into the into a club for a party 
Walking uh, to the club at a party. Walking to the club at a party. Walking to the club at a party. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. There's no reason why I should have gotten that name wrong. It's so obvious and clear. <laughs> um, <laughs> and intuitive. Which I think we're going to get uh, Insomniac member Sam Hughes on to do Last Days of Disco. So come back and listen to that. And until then, how does the movie end? Uh... You know you gotta go to Greek school, but you can marry whoever you want. <laughs> hey, you gotta go to Is It Whack school. <laughs> you, can, you can listen to other podcasts. Ah, uh, whatever. That was really messy. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>